0: Local energy communities are today a not topic uh, in uh, Brussels in the context of the debate on the clean energy package. Today we discuss it uh, at the Florence School of Regulation and we did it with uh, Josh Roberts from the RESCOP. So, Josh, local energy community, what are they or what should they are?
1: Yeah, uh, well, there's many things I can add. Um, I mean, first, it's worth saying what mainly we do. I think most of our members are active in the renewable energy sector, particularly in community projects which generate renewables. Um, This has a particular added value. For instance, there's a study in Germany which shows that locally owned uh, renewable energy projects can produce and maintain eight times the local benefit for the communities, so what this means in concrete terms is more financial resources to undertake some of the heavy lifting uh, in the energy transition, such as energy efficiency improvements uh, and energy savings, uh, housing renovations, both in private and public buildings. So this is really where we start, but, um, but it doesn't end there. Uh, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of tasks to undertake in the energy transition as a whole. Um, and we have, we have seen that citizens are just going to become more active in the energy sector. For instance, we conducted a study last year, which showed that about by 2050, almost 90%, I think it's like 85% of citizens will be active in the energy sector some way. So what we need to do is foster a policy and a regulatory framework that enables these actors to, to participate in the energy transition and also to benefit from it, both on an individual consumer level, but also at community levels.
0: So, in your view, Europe can really benefit from the growth, the expansion of this energy community. Why should Europe foster them otherwise?
1: Yes, um, well, the energy transition, as everybody knows, is no easy task. It will take literally everybody to to participate, Uh, so you need the everyday citizens to be involved. Um, It also goes without saying that the EU, you know, it has a real opportunity to make itself more relevant for the citizens, uh, and to show that it can actually benefit the everyday lives of of people living here across Europe, not just. In member states where these activities are already ongoing, but also to be able to promote this so that people who currently don't have um, the opportunity to participate can do so.
0: Okay, so interesting. So you think yeah, really
1: important. And
0: the the text, the text of the proposal currently debated by the European institutions, both the Parliament and uh, and the Council. What do you think about it? uh? Uh, What would you like to be improved uh, or amended in some sense, and why?
1: Yeah, well, I I think it goes without saying that the text that the Commission has proposed in its clean energy for all Europeans package uh, is quite groundbreaking. Uh, One of the reasons why we have been arguing for an EU framework is because simply uh, there are no provisions in EU legislation or policy that actually acknowledge the active role of the consumer in the energy markets so this is something we really want to change Um, this has created problems so for instance community energy has existed uh, in some countries since the 1970s so this is nothing new and it's happened at national level under national legal frameworks uh, however, we are kind of reaching a, uh, a point where we need to go further to provide an equal opportunity for everybody. And as we are undertaking this, this, this uh, European project to integrate the energy markets, we need to make sure that these actors are adequately acknowledged in the framework. Uh, and this is something that the Commission has done. So we are quite happy with that. Uh, what we what we see still is needed is some clarification as to what these are Uh, a lot of people see the provisions in the clean energy package and they see energy communities as quite a technical thing so for instance there's a lot of provisions on microgrids and and distribution grid management uh... this is great it's one activity that a community community can participate in but it's not what defines the community it's more from from our standpoint, around the principles, the operating principles that uh, that a community might embody that would differentiate itself from a traditional market actor, uh, and what I mean by this is really a foundation in cooperative principles, uh, which engender uh, 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 voluntary and democratic participation by all members. Who are willing to to put uh, something in economically and to take responsibility for participating in the enterprise uh, and being able to to benefit uh, mutually from that not just as an individual participant but as a member of the community this it's really more than the for-profit motive of engaging in the industry and this is something you don't see uh, so we need to make sure that uh, that this is done right in the legislation so we need to clarify some things
0: Okay. Okay. So you, you don't see any problem in subsidiarity because someone, some people argue that, well, maybe it's a local energy community. So why not just the state? But as you said, uh, uh, we need a framework or some uh, rules that apply everywhere in Europe uh, on this issue. So, well, let's finger cross with a debate at the parliament. Uh, if a good decision will be accepted, of course, Taking into account that many problems exist in the winter, in the clean energy package. For instance, uh, just to mention one that was clear today in the energy communities is how then we arrange the governance, let's say, of this energy community and of course the, the rights and the duties of the individuals within the communities. But this will be, maybe will be the, the issue for another uh, podcast. Thank you really, Josh, for, you, for being with us today and thank you. Goodbye.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.